Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Okay, friends, I am so excited about today's episode because it is something that I know literally nothing about. We are joined by the incredible Vanessa Kynes. She is a Pinterest marketing strategist and educator for creatives. Y'all, I literally know nothing about Pinterest. In fact, I am not shy in saying that I pay somebody to run my Pinterest for me because... I find it to be really overwhelming, so I'm really excited to learn from her. Vanessa helps creative small businesses craft traffic-generating Pinterest marketing strategies, which is legit what I need, and that way she's helping them confidently run their creative businesses without babysitting the platform or investing too much time in that and being able to invest in the things that we love about our work and your family and your life, and I'm just, that all sounds so incredible to me, so I can't wait to hear what she's got in store for us. Vanessa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get into Pinterest? Tell us all your history. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the intro. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm Vanessa Kynes and I am also a mama to three children. And the reason why I bring that up is Pinterest really is a great marketing platform to drive traffic to your website on autopilot. And so there are a lot of um, platforms that really require for us to like babysit them. And I, I love Instagram. We all do Instagram stories, Instagram posts, but it's very difficult to automate the process. You really do have to be on the platform regularly. Pinterest is totally the opposite. You can create your content, create the pins, drive traffic to your website, which can lead to client leads and growing your email list without really having to be present on the platform. The funny joke about Pinterest, they always say, is it's not about your selfie. It really is the platform for introverts because it's not really about what other people think about what you pin. It's about what you like. So I really love that about Pinterest. I have been a marketing strategist for over three years now. And yeah, I got started because my best friend from college was a really successful home decor blogger and she needed help managing Facebook, some content and also Pinterest. And I knew nothing about it, like you were saying. And I really took that time to like dig deep into the platform to understand how it worked. And the more that I did that, the more that I loved the power of Pinterest. And as I got further into my business, I realized there was a gaping hole for um, education for the creative industry. There's a lot of content for food bloggers, home decor bloggers that I felt like for the creative industry, there really needed to be someone who come alongside them and teach them how to use the platform to grow their business. So that's what I specialize in now. And I absolutely love the space and engaging with creatives and other service-based businesses. That's amazing. I feel like there, I'm always hearing, especially recently in the last like couple of years, I've been hearing so much about like Pinterest is where to be. Like you need to be on Pinterest. And I think I have hesitated. Like I said, I did, I do have an assistant who goes in and kind of like runs my Pinterest for me, but uh, like, to be quite frank, I don't really know how much time I'm supposed to be investing in there. So, and, and I also don't know, like, what's the biggest benefit out of it? So like, can you tell us a little bit about why we should be spending time investing in Pinterest and like what kind of actual leads come out of Pinterest? Like, can we actually generate leads and book clients using it? Yeah. Okay. So the biggest reason why I would recommend it is it's just a powerhouse for growing your email list, for getting people to see your content. It can also really boost your SEO. So when you get a lot of people on your website, obviously you're going to 
um, lead to ranking higher. So really it's just a powerful tool that it doesn't require a lot of your time. In terms of client leads, like I've grown my email list almost solely from Pinterest. It's nearly 2000, which isn't even that much, but I've only been doing it for a couple years now. But from those email lists and from the people who subscribe, I've made course sales. I've had successful course launches as a result of that. So there's that perspective, especially if you're going to be producing digital products or education. But I was recently on a call on a mastermind call with a group. And in this mastermind, I was actually just coming in to educate them. One of the photographers in the group said that she, a lot of her Instagram inquiries are tire kickers. They're people who are price shopping, looking for the best cost. But she said her Pinterest brides, she booked recently an $8,000 Pinterest package and her Pinterest brides typically don't argue about price and they're ready to sign up and take action. So even just hearing that from other people in the wedding professional industry, it shows me that Pinterest is really powerful at growing your business with really just getting your content on there. That's incredible. I like, I guess just because from my perspective, like I feel like I haven't booked that much off of Pinterest before. So this is already hyping me up to want to like dive in a little bit. So can you, where would you suggest people start? Like, I, I guess, do you have like, I actually think that you've included a little freebie for our listeners in terms of like a startup guide, mm-hmm. which we'll link in the show notes, but where would you suggest somebody starting in terms of like marketing on Pinterest? So I do have a free Pinterest startup guide and you can grab that on my website. I also, for you visual learners, I have a lot of YouTube videos where I'm teaching you like to do tutorials, like exactly what you need to be doing. But the first place that you really need to start is you need a business profile on Pinterest. It is in the TOS or terms of service that you have to have a business profile. So it's different from other platforms where people sometimes maintain a personal account, but really there's no reason why you wouldn't want to do it because you, by doing that, you get access to analytics and you get a beautiful business profile, which looks different from a personal profile. So that's step number one. And step number two is you need to claim your domains. That's a little bit different than getting a Pinterest profile. It requires grabbing a little bit of code from Pinterest and putting it on your website. So on show it, it's in the advanced SEO section on WordPress can pop into a header tag Any Squarespace users. I think it's super easy on Squarespace. I think you just like have to toggle, click on a toggle or something. So it's easiest for y'all. But those are the main things that you need to do to get your account up and running. But the next thing is you really need to analyze your content and you need to be blogging. So I do want to highlight that you can't just keep pinning the same image and sending it back to your homepage. By producing blog content, you get to create pins for those blog posts and establish your know, like, and trust. So Pinterest users are really very bouncy. And what I mean is they come on your website and they can bounce away. We need to make sure that on our website, we already have call to actions or CTAs to lead them to either your lead generator or to lead them to your contact page. And so we need to make sure that we're creating content from the Pinterest side that is going to lead people to take action so they can get to know you better. I'm so glad that you said that because one of my other questions as somebody who has no idea what they're talking about here is like, how do people interact on, on Pinterest? Because I know for me, I use Instagram as like my primary place to market and to interact with like developing a no like trust relationship with my audience. So like, how are you interacting there? Aside from, I love the fact that you just mentioned obviously creating actual blog content that can draw people onto your site and like, let them get to know you. But like, is there something else that I'm missing here? Like aside from whenever I go and look at my Pinterest, I'm like, Oh, this pin is doing really well. Like what else do I need to be looking for? And like, how, how are people actually interacting? 
Yeah, so there isn't a lot of community and social engagement. They did introduce something called communities on Pinterest, but they completely also took them out because they weren't doing well. You can comment on pins. I see this a lot with my home decor clients. People are commenting and they might share like a tried it type thing. Like if you did a tutorial of like a painted pumpkin, it's fall, so it's pumpkin season. Sometimes people will share an image of their pumpkin on it and that's great for that pins engagement. But in the service-based industry, there's really little engagement. But what I would say is to your point about Instagram is somebody can discover your pin through a keyword. So let's say they're looking for a photography workshop. They search through that. They find information, click on your pin to your website. They get there. They see that you're on Instagram. They click on your Instagram profile. And now what they're doing is consuming your Instagram content. So it's really this kind of catch-all way of grabbing people from different platforms and getting them back to a place where you're going to engage with them regularly. And so you're cross-pollinating your marketing efforts and you're not having to work harder. You're working smarter. That's awesome. And so really, like you said, it's because it is not quite as interactive, it's really not enough just to like put out pretty pictures, right? Like I think that's a common misconception with Pinterest is like you have to actually back it up with like places to drive people, right? Is that... Yeah. Yeah. So if you just upload an image, but you don't have like a landing page for that image, it's really not going to work for you. If you're like a wedding photographer, then yeah, absolutely pin your pictures from your pretty wedding, but hopefully they're going to lead back to a blog post. And on that blog post, you're going to talk about the client experience, um, maybe some wedding venues that you were shooting at. And then also that important call to action where someone can take action to book you. As an educator, I think it's a little bit easier. You can create pins like how to, which lens is in my camera gear, just using that for example. And so somebody might be really interested. They have a problem. They're a beginning photographer and they want to know like what professionals use. They click on over and then on your website, you might even embed affiliate links to those products on Amazon and you can potentially earn money from it. But then also maybe they hear about your workshop and they want to learn more and be with you in person. So that's kind of the idea. Pinterest really is about solving a problem. Um, People are coming there with a problem and they're looking for a solution. And so you can provide that for them by using keywords strategically to get discovered in search. Those are some awesome examples. I love that you're already making us some money. That's super helpful. (laughs) So, okay. Talking through kind of the process, what are some of the most common mistakes you see people making on Pinterest? Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit earlier is people have a business profile, but they won't have claimed their domain. And so the, one of the ways you can check on whether you've done this is go to your Pinterest profile and look and see if there's a little globe with a check mark. It's a really tiny icon next to your URL. If you see that you've claimed your domain and you can pass go, but if you don't have that, then you need to go into the settings of your Pinterest account top right and then click on claim and you've got to grab that code and put it on your website. And the reason why claiming your domain is important is it gives, first of all, it makes you legit with the Pinterest platform. We got to be legit. Second part is it gives Pinterest access to the way pinners perform on your website. So it's important for Pinterest to have great engaging content, just like Facebook, just like Instagram. So if someone clicks on your pin and let's say your landing page, you're like light and airy style and they go to your landing page and it's like dark, clunky, ugly kind of visuals, someone's going to bounce back. They're going to think, I didn't land in the right place. But that bouncing back behavior tells Pinterest, hey, like there's something going wrong. This maybe isn't what 
people were expecting. Maybe we shouldn't push this pin through the platform. But if somebody clicks on your pin, goes to your website and doesn't bounce back, then it tells Pinterest like, hey, this is popular content. We're going to distribute this more through the search feed. So claiming your domain gives them access to that. So super important to do. It's really not that hard. It's hard to explain in the podcast exactly what to do, but you can always reach out if you need help. The second thing is really not using keywords correctly. So Pinterest is more of a search engine like Google and YouTube than it is like Instagram. And so you need to make sure you have a good um, grasp on what types of keywords you should be using. So for an example, if you're a local based business and you want to book local clients, I grew up in Dallas. I know that, you know, we've got Dallas representing here. And so for example, you want to make sure you're using location-based keywords like Dallas wedding photography or Dallas weddings. If you want to book book local clients. If you are like me and you're not location dependent, I obviously use words like Pinterest marketing tips or social media marketing tips. Those are the keywords I want to use all throughout my content and my pin description so that I can get discovered in search. The third thing is, is consistency. So a lot of people think you can just pop a pin on once and leave it, but really you should be using a tool like Tailwind app, which is a automating app that just plans your queue for you to keep your account active and going. But like I said earlier in the podcast, you don't actually have to sit there and pin it. You can set it all up two weeks, a month in advance and like set it and forget it like an instant pot. So it really is great. That's the best example ever. Like an I know, I just thought of that. I should use it more often. I feel like it's really appropriate for the fall. I should do a whole thing on the instant pot. <laughs> totally. Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, are you making this fall soup? You can also set up your Pinterest soup and Tailwind. Okay. I love it. Oh, not funny, but it's fine. Yeah, I love that. So can you tell me a little bit more about Tailwind? Because I've heard this so many times. By the time I go look at it, I'm like, never mind. So tell me more about that. Is it worth like investing my time and figuring that out? Uh, totally worth it. I will say it is not like the prettiest looking platform. And so maybe that's why it's creatives were like, um, no, we need something cuter than that, but it's not really about cute. It's about productivity and it's about like getting stuff done. So there is that. So Tamlin and their other ones are, is a Pinterest approved scheduler. Literally, as you, as I said, it schedules your pins in advance. It can also analyze your account and figure out the best times to pin, like when your audience is actually on the platform. It can allow you to um, get other people's content that might relate to yours, like Tailwind Tribes are these little niche-related communities where you can grab your pins but also share your pins so that people spread your content as well. Tailwind also has a smart loop feature where you can loop your top content throughout the year so that people can get that content out regularly. So I love Tailwind. It's really inexpensive. It's only like $10 a month. When you think about what it would cost a VA to do all of this for you manually, you're talking hundreds of dollars a month. So 100% worth it. Not super intuitive, but if you're looking for more tutorials on that, I have YouTube videos. I also have a whole course about Pinterest um, where I get into the nerdy details of how to use Tailwind. That is awesome. We're going to link all of that in our show notes because I want people to have access to it. That was awesome in itself. I feel like I can kind of avoid those mistakes. That's good. Okay. So let's talk about some Pinterest strategies that you found to be working really well this year. Maybe like list your top three. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Pinterest always changing, always come up with new features. Sometimes they model like what's going on on Snapchat and Insta, which is really interesting. I will say, I don't think this is necessarily working, but they have tried to introduce stories and they're really clunky and weird, but maybe they'll work out. We'll see. 
but I said earlier in the podcast, they introduced something called communities. It was kind of like a Reddit subreddit for Pinterest and they, they really kind of flopped. So sometimes they introduce stuff that doesn't work, but what is working, which is super important to mention is video pins. So you can now upload video to Pinterest. It does need to be, I think at least 10 seconds up to four minutes. And I recommend either square or vertical link, like a two by three, kind of like an Instagram story style. You could even potentially upload Instagram stories if they have like a beginning, middle and end. So not like, you know, 15 minute segments, but if they could tell a story and get someone to take action, it could be worth it. And the reason why I like video pins is because of course, video content is really ranking high in search and it's an easy way to kind of get people to know you quicker and what you do. And of course, videos just in general taking over the world. So I would definitely recommend playing around with video pins on Pinterest. The second thing I would highly recommend in Pinterest themselves, headquarters recommends this, is creating multiple pin images per blog post. So let's go back to that example of my favorite gear from my photography bag. Let's say you write a whole post about that. So you could have on that post one pin that says, what's in my, what's in my bag, get my favorite photography gear. You could create multiple pin images, like my top five favorite lenses or my favorite DSLR and what, or why I only shoot with Canon, or maybe you shoot with Nikon. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the point is you can create different pin images and put those on the Pinterest platform using Tailwind or doing it manually to capture people who are looking for different types of information. Maybe you have someone struggling with whether to use Canon or Nikon. And so you get them to click over that way, or maybe they're like, ah, like, okay, I have a camera now. I don't know what lenses I really need. So the point is by creating multiple images, you're kind of creating all these different touch points for people to get access to your website and your content and then to take action on it. And the third thing that I definitely recommend is you can now connect your Instagram, your YouTube, and your Etsy account to your Pinterest account so that if somebody pins your content, for example, from your feed to the Pinterest platform, it connects with your Pinterest account and you get credit for the way that that content performs. The other way that it works is if somebody pins or clicks on one of your Instagram posts to Instagram, you also have this another route, which we talked about of growing your Instagram account by using Pinterest. And so I love this cross pollination effort that Pinterest is really participating in. You don't really see that with other platforms. They're often not willing to share their audience, but Pinterest really is. So I love that. And I think it's working really well for the platform in 2019. Thank you. That's amazing. I also really love the concept of the cross pollinating with the other social platforms, because I think that so often everybody, like one of my most frequently asked questions, whenever I'm polling the audience for this podcast, like, what do you want to hear about? So many people want to hear about how to grow their social media followings and audiences. And I just think that it's, I don't know, maybe it's just me and I'm living under a rock, but I feel like Pinterest is one of the most like underrated. It seems like, especially after talking to you, that like it's easy to be like, oh, it's too much work. I'm not going to touch it. But it seems like the payout is well worth the work that you put in. I think it's a lot like blogging. People don't really want to blog because they think it's really time expensive. And it, I mean, it can be. I think the more you do it, like when you are trying to train for a marathon, it gets easier and easier. But if you're already blogging and you're already creating content on YouTube or on Instagram, why not use Pinterest to get more eyeballs on what you're already doing? So from my perspective, it's kind of like just increasing the exposure of what you've already put time into. 
I mean, I love Instagram. I love it. I only post on stories. And so I think it's great, but what if you could get more audience, not just the same people, which is great to have those same people over and over again, but get new people on there discovering who you are. So Pinterest can really support what you're doing on those other platforms. It doesn't have to work against it or feel like a completely different thing. Absolutely. Aside from, you know, like Tailwind, are there any other tools that you could recommend people use to use Pinterest more effectively? Tailwind is the main one that I would recommend. I like Canva for creating pin images. Obviously, graphic designers can use Illustrator and Photoshop, but Canva really makes it easy to like switch out backgrounds and stock photos to create those multiple pin images. So definitely Canva is a big part of my quote unquote gear. The other thing is I am playing around with video. So I'm using Adobe Premiere, but a lot of people use the um, Apple version, which is Final Cut Pro or iMovie. Totally can use iMovie. The limitation with iMovie is it's difficult to create a two by three. You can create a square, I think, but you can't create that two by three size. So that's why I've had to start looking at paid products to create video pins. That is so good to know because I definitely would not have known that. That's awesome. Okay. We have covered so much in like super short amount of time, but I would love to know, do you have an unpopular opinion on Pinterest? Yeah. I think a lot of people think that it's just a place to gather and collect ideas, that it's not really robust for marketing. But I mean, you see main leaders like Jenna Kutcher, Melissa Griffin, these big time, really successful businesses, really talking about Pinterest a ton and how it, how it was used to grow their business. So I would say that you should really take the time to get to know it, especially if you're already producing blog content and see if you can make it work for your business. That is awesome. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for your time. Can you tell us where can people find you? Because I feel like after our, after our listeners listen to this, they're going to be like, okay, I need to find this Pinterest lady. Like what's going on? Yeah. Well, you can find me at vanessakines.com. So it's K-Y-N-E-S. Thanks husband for a hard last name. And also you can find me there um, with that name on Instagram, on Facebook, or even on YouTube. I would say if you're really struggling with all this information I've thrown at you today, grab the free Pinterest startup guide. If you feel like you've got a good grasp there and you're ready to like really implement things for your business, I also have a course called Pin Progress. And the whole point is it's not really about being perfect in what you do, but making progress towards using Pinterest for your business. And you're always welcome to email me at hello at vanessakinds.com. I would love to hear from any of your listeners. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you again. I really loved everything. And I can't wait for people to check you out in our show notes. Thanks so much for having me. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next episode.